Support for the Designated Drinker Show is brought to you by the Three Stars Brewing Company, delivering on the promise of bringing locally handcrafted artisanal ales to the greater D.C. community and beyond. Visit them at threestarsbrewing.com. That's threestarsbrewing.com. What is it about the garage? What about it inspires and motivates some people to do more than just use it as a place to park their car? And where do they put their car while they're in the garage pursuing their dreams anyway? We all have our favorite garage bands. And it seems like half of the tech giants you can name started in a garage. So what makes the garage a center of innovation? Maybe it's all the empty space. Maybe it's just the big door. Whatever it is, it's time someone addresses the elephant in the garage and asks the important question. How do you take a home brew made in a garage and grow it into something so much more? Today's guest on Designated Drinker Show is here to tell us how to do that. Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I'm Louise Solis, your host and the guy behind the stick. Serving up today's boozy beverages is our official barkeep, Gina, the expert on all things delicious. Hi, everybody. I'm here from behind the bar. Tell us a little bit more about you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Hi, everybody. I'm here from behind the bar. I'm your uh, mixtress and all things liquid um, consultant today. How about that? <laughs> Keeping it saucy. So also with us on the show today is Dave. Dave Coleman, Three Stars Brewing Company, uh, located in Upper Northwest D.C. Been in business for almost five years now, so we... Uh, Thanks to Gina, we're on the show, and we, <laughs> and we and we keep it extra real. Keeping it real today—that's awesome. So, Dave, what brings you by? What what brings you by uh, belling up to our bar? Uh, I heard you guys wanted to talk about some uh, interesting things about people uh, kind of exploring what's the difference between what you do in your best friend's basement and how you make that into a real business. So, I figured I'd come by and drop some knowledge. Awesome, and bring some good beer with you along the way. I see. Indeed. Nice. So, Gina, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Dave and uh, how far you guys. Oh, no. How far? Uh, oh, oh, this might get juicy. Let's do this. Uh, Dave and I met, um, I'm guessing now, oh, my gosh, a little bit before Three Stars opened for sure. Um, uh, just drinking, being part of the D.C. scene, and then he just had a really fresh outtake on what the beer should taste like. And one thing that I fell in love, I think I fell in love, Dave, for two things. One, he is super funny out there, amazing, not you know, not afraid to do anything, you know, off the cuff. And then the second thing is that he makes this killer um Saison that I'm just kind of in love with. And I put it on every year in the winter, outside, all my restaurants, anything I consult on. So I will say that I am a big fan. Sounds like it. And a huge supporter. And that's something that Gina's always been. She's been a huge backer and also a great sounding board. Uh, She was already doing her own thing when I started doing my own thing with my partner, Mike McGarvey. And she was just one of those people you could talk to about the startup thing and what that meant and how, uh, you know, it's not for everybody. I mean, knowing your own business is not an easy thing. It's not for everybody. Not for the fainted heart. Not not for the weak. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it is the most challenging and rewarding thing you can possibly do, in my opinion. Although I don't have kids, so I can't I can't attest to that, Gina. I'll let you speak on that one. But otherwise, uh, 
I think it's just great. Gina's a perfect example of uh, how there's a synergy between the cocktail people and the beer people in this area and uh, how much we can contribute to each other's game. It's really, it's a... it's an exciting, fresh take always. Yeah. So. If, if you uh, if you don't know what she uh, is thinking, then don't ask her. <laughs> no, you got to be like you got to be like a good lawyer. Never ask a question you don't know the answer to, right? Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's going to tell you exactly <laughs> what you need to hear. It may not be what you want to hear, but it's going to be exactly what you need to hear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys are making me sound like you know I'm a a, a bit of a. Um, uh, what, what smart, person? smart person? Smart person. Smart person. Smart person. Yeah. SMRT. Smart, smart, smart. Yeah. <laughs> smart ass, too. Yeah. yeah, right. But, you know. <laughs> we call that sassy. There you go. Yeah. You call, yeah, we call that. Well, you know, what are you going to do? So, um, what are you up, doing over there? So, I was going to say, I'm going to whip Dave up a cocktail before, you know, obviously he owns a brewery, but, um, you know, there's a saying when you make wine, it takes a lot of good beer to make great wines. Well, it takes a lot of rosé to make a really great beer. And I know something that uh, Dave really loves. So I'm actually twisting up some rosé sparkling into kind of a shandy soda. Something that I do with his beer all the time, but I've, I've flipped the script. So Nice. Yeah, so we're going to just do a, a little bit of rosé, lemon, and some fresh raspberry and strawberry. Super easy. Just something uh, delicious. I'm going to tell you that Dave is a man after my heart. The fact that he brews beer and can enjoy a great bottle of uh, rosé, like the glass. Rosé all day, baby. <laughs> it's it's really hilarious because uh, we travel a lot for the brewery and we do a lot of beer fests across the country and around all over the place. And uh, when you get a bunch of brewers together, you'll have literally we'll go out to dinner and it'll be like 15 very large bearded men sitting at a table ordering oysters and the server will come around and be like ah what can i get you guys to drink and it's like rosé 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 okay we need like three magnums of rosé and everyone sitting in the restaurant is like what is happening the here they got to be filming this tattoo yeah. brewers drinking <laughs> yep. rosé pinky up all, all pinkies <laughs> up yeah drinking all the rosé it's uh it's hilarious we just did that recently and uh it's always fun it's awesome um, so if anyone's hearing that little hiss in the background, it's not Gina. Um, well, it is, but it's not her really hissing at me. Uh. Oh, it's me, all right. I'm the one making all the hissing noises. But apparently I'm making them uh, because I'm making a huge mess today. Well, so we're going to stop right here for a second. Well, Gina's... Um, <laughs> I'm going to stop talking because I literally have bubbles going all over. And uh, th- it happens to everybody. There yep. you go. So, uh, Dave, I see you brought a couple of cans of beer in. What did you bring with you? So I brought our uh, spring seasonal Citra Lemon Saison. So this is a beer that we used to offer only in draft. Uh, now it is now it is part of our core Saison or our core seasonal brands. Um, it is a beautiful Saison that we, um, that we add uh, citra hops and lemon peel to. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and open this up. Yep, I would advise that as opposed to drinking off the one I'm having. So... We know each other, but not that familiar yet. Yeah, so we brought Ooh. the Saison. It comes in at 5%. We uh, serve this all around town. It's a big hit at... Oh, 5% is nice. Something you can sip on. Sessionable. It's not a big boy beer is what I would call it. It's, yep. It's uh, it, Well, I mean, it's 16 ounces, so... But, well, no, but I mean, like... <laughs> oh, that's, that's lovely. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, we serve that at Nat's Park. We serve it at a bunch of uh, the seafood and oyster bars around town. It's just super crushable. People love it. Well, that citrus is really nice. It really opens up. You could see how this would go really well with uh, um, oysters or seafood, as you said. That would be great. Yep. It's a nice uh, summer 
Summer drink. Summer crusher. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, lawnmower, uh, lawnmower beer, if you will. You know I don't uh, do that. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning you don't mow your own lawn or? No. Drink no, beer don't. while you're doing it. Um, either. Yeah, neither do <laughs> but I. But you know what I will do is I'll drink the beer and watch anyone else mow the lawn. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I just don't have a lawn because I'm a city kid, so. I, well, cutting the grass is a whole new thing in uh, living in the city, right? You just get a pair of scissors. In about <laughs> 10 minutes, and you're finished, right? That's you're talking about wheatgrass. <laughs> yeah. Wheatgrass, right? It's in your yeah. kitchen. It's in a little square thing. Yeah. That's right. Get it at Whole Foods. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, um, Dave, tell us a little bit about the history of the of brewery. Like, how'd you get the three stars? Uh, we're so, all a big fan of your cool logo. Oh, uh, the Sugar Skull, yeah. So, all right, let me start at the beginning. I'll start at the top, and I'll try to keep it sweet. Um my business partner, Mike McGarvey, and I, longtime friends, uh, he was a senior executive at XM Sirius Radio. I was the beer director and general manager of The Big Hunt, which is a craft yeah. beer bar in DuPont Circle. I, worked, I ran that place for a decade. Uh, Mike and I were home brewers just as a hobby. It was basically an excuse for us to hang out a couple times a week and make a mess in his kitchen and try to create something. Kept doing that as a hobby. Like I said, just an excuse to get drunk and make something. And then uh, eventually... We started getting more serious about it, and so we moved the project into his basement. He happened to have an unfinished room in his basement that was perfect for us to set up what we referred to as the lab. Yeah, awesome. So we started brewing five beers at a time, a day or two a week, and started building recipes. And then we started talking about, hey, man, like, how much do you love your job? And I was like, oh, I love it, but, like, I don't want to be a 65-year-old bartender in DuPont Circle. Hey. Hey, easy. <laughs> I mean, easy, there. easy. It's fine. It's just not what I had yeah. in mind for my goals. It's your journey. And, and Mike was really sick and tired of being on conference calls. So uh, it was like, well, how much do you really want it? So we started looking at it. We started building models, started talking to potential investors. But at the time, the market had crashed. So nobody was investing in two knucklehead guys who look like us, who <laughs> neither one of us has ever run a brewery. Neither one of us has ever worked at a brewery prior. Neither one of us has ever even owned a business. He's got a degree in engineering. I have a degree <laughs> in psych. So when we were talking to potential investors, they're like, oh, man, beer is great. Concept is great. I love the business plan. Where are you located? And we're like, oh, Mike's basement. <laughs> and that just doesn't get that just doesn't get you financing. So uh, we had to find a space, and once we found the space, the reality was, how do you secure the space when you don't have investors? So, got to put your house up as collateral. Yeah, and that's when it gets really real when you're like, like all that passion and belief. I mean, it's, it's sick, taking a big jump yeah, off that it's, cliff. It's, but it's that's a leap amazing. of faith. Yeah, yeah. it's a beware of the precipice. But. Uh, yeah, it was just a thing, and you know, Mike and I just really believed in the project and really wanted it to happen. So that's how we got to where we are, and that was that was over six years ago. Oh my God, I can't wait to have well, this. Gina has just uh, delivered this amazing. What is this, Gina? Uh, well, obviously, he named it right here. It's rosé all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's um, sparkling rosé, and then a little bit of lemon, raspberry, strawberry, and then finished off with a lemon wheel, and then I just punched it with some herbs, and you can use any herbs that you have in your. Garden, house, Whole Foods, oh, your friend's neighbor, <laughs> someone you just stole walking by on your way home from the metro. <laughs> Perfect, Hopper. Just a person. Yeah, just a person. <laughs> it's cool. Oh, man, you're going to find this on our Instagram. <laughs> Three Stars Brewing is our Instagram, and it is delightful. Um, you get a lot of you get a lot of almost uh, strawberry, like it almost is like a mint strawberry, um, not quite julep, but it, it, you're hiding the rosé really well. Yeah, it's well, all rosé. No I know, water. But I, but that's crazy because 
I'm getting the lemon and I'm getting the herbs. And it's, oh, you're now you're opening bottles of whiskey. <laughs> My girl. Uh, <laughs> she knows me. I think I might have to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll just keep working as we're talking. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So, once we secured this space, we, um, we locked down our location in 2011, but we still had no financing. So it really took an army of volunteers to convert the space from an auto body shop into a brewery. Um, basically, we joked that the brewery was built on barbecue, takeout pizza, Bud Light Lime, and Strongbow. That's funny. Yeah, because it was you know 100 degrees in the summer in DC, and you got people who are pressure washing the floors and doing all this crazy work. And uh, yeah, how do you pay them? So I'd, I'd, I'd fire up the grill every Saturday afternoon and get a bunch of day walkers in and they'd pressure wash floors, paint walls, paint floors, seal floors, do all kinds of crazy work. And we were able to launch in August of 2012. And now here we are uh, about almost five years later and we've been named best brewery in the city multiple times and we're, we're the other guys. So, that's awesome. That's, yeah. a, that's a really great, I mean, it's a great story of like coming together and building something, believing it's it's what that passion drives people to do amazing, really great things. So yeah, and it's it's funny because um, a lot of the places that open, and this this isn't just in the brewing industry; it's it's business in general. You get a lot of people who get into it because they see an opportunity, and it can be like retired Wall Street guys or retired this, retired that, and they're they're older guys who are just like you know what, I see a real opportunity in like craft beer and I can make like more money. So I'm gonna get together with my buddies who I know each have a mill and we can get in, we can open a $5 million brewery. Mike and I aren't those guys and we don't know those guys who have a mill. So we opened highly underfunded, but it was all hard work and dedication and passion. So I see you're getting a nod from your man. <laughs> well, not my man. But no, yeah. Well, not your not your actual <laughs> man, but the man behind the board who's your man for right now. Um, so tell me a little bit about what flavors inspire you. Fresh. I'm, I'm uh, both myself and Mike and our head brewer, uh, Brandon, we're all very uh, food-driven people. So we take a lot of inspiration from the chefs around us. Mm -hmm. So we get to work with some of the best chefs in D.C. That and job doesn't suck. Does not suck, especially because <laughs> they look at us as kind of being like them. So it's yeah. not like an, we're not in awe. Well, I'm still in awe, but they're actual friends of ours. So yeah. when we go visit them, they're like, oh, they're here. The beer guys are here. Let's make them something special. And it's like, oh, wait, you're, oh, I, I, I should have packed a couple bottles with me, <laughs> you know. But it's it's awesome because we look at it very, very much from a, from a chef approach, which is local seasonal ingredients, trying to keep things fresh, trying to make it also something, I mean, Gina's pouring out that citra lemon, and you just look at it and smell it and it, it tastes like summertime. It does, it definitely yeah. does. Yeah. I mean, so, speaking of drinking. So, uh, oh yeah, we're gonna make a cup. Well, I'm gonna have a sip of this. Yeah, really have quick. a sip of this. And you then, can also uh, pour Maker's Mark in that. It's a, a beautiful addition. I'm just well, saying. I'm just saying. Very funny you should be saying that. <laughs> so, now we're gonna hand it off to Gina. This segment of the Designated Drinker Show is brought to you by the Three Stars Brewing Company, delivering on the promise of bringing locally handcrafted artisanal ales to the greater D.C. beer community and beyond. Visit them at threestarsbrewing.com. That's threestarsbrewing.com. Um, so today, so we're going to make something really interesting with uh, Maker's Mark, which is going to be two ounces of Maker's Mark, and we're going to put it in a stirring glass. Uh, because we're going to basically be making the beginning of an old-fashioned. 
Except we are going to top this old fashioned off with a bit of the um, Saison beer into giving it more of a, almost a shandy, an old fashioned shandy, if you will. Right? So is that normal? I don't know. But does it have to be? No, because it's your house, your bar, and what you want to do. So we're going to take a little bit of raspberry syrup, really simple recipe for raspberry syrup. It's another recipe that I really love is taking um, a pint of raspberries and like mashing it up and then putting um, half a cup of sugar, letting it sit overnight out, and then just straining it for a cold-pressed syrup. Delicious. And what's, what's more trendy now than everything's cold-pressed, cold right? So then we're going to add to that um, a half an ounce or, sorry, like three or four shakes of Angostura bitters. Angostura bitters is one of the oldest bitters made from Angostura root and a little bit of cinnamon available anywhere. Um, any decent liquor store, I should say, not anywhere. Can uh, I ask you a quick question about bitters, Gina? Yes. Um, so we know the, there's all kinds of bitters. Yep. Would um, you only use this type of bitters or would you get adventurous? What, I'm I mean, I would. School me, Of by course. The way of I mean, on, on top of my bar right now, we probably have, like, I don't know, 19 different bitters. But what I like to do when I am showing people a cocktail is use something that's regularly available. Do I think that you should go home, buy a bottle of Everclear, throw a bunch of herbs in it, sit on it for a few weeks and decide if you like it? Yes, and make your own <laughs> bitters at home. But for the masses and for like the people like my, myself, sometimes being a little bit lazy with something that's really good is really nice, right? Yep. And then you know the product's consistent. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to take this, we're going to get a nice hunk of ice, and we're going to put it into a rocks glass, which is a short squat glass, which is what is traditional for an old-fashioned. And you can hear that little ching, and that's like the best part. So we stirred our cocktail, and then we are going to strain it off over fresh ice. Always use fresh ice, because we keep it fresh, right, Dave? That's right. So now, nor clean, clean. so normally, <laughs> so what do you normally do in the old fashioned? You would, you would zest it with a little bit of orange or lemon or whatever. Well, we're gonna use the um, saison, and we're gonna give it a little, just a little, maybe a one ounce little dash. And what that's gonna do is just open it up the same way that a lemon peel or um, the orange would. Oh, so you're using the citrus that's found in the yep. in the beer. And, oh, yep, and now and if you made this a half and half, you'd actually create more of a shandy cocktail. So we're not going to do that today. We're gonna we're just gonna make the old fashioned. Great, it's all right. Not just. Gina's never just. A not, drink. Never. Well, just. I am Amazing. just. I am right and just. You are <laughs> and right, and righteous and just. <laughs> just different. You're like this the shepherd. A, yes, this is a righteous <laughs> drink for sure. So what do you think, Dave? So what Drum I really like is um, right off the bat the uh, carbonation and the effervescence of the beer really opens everything up because that's what carbonation does. It, it creates uh, adds to your aromas, but it also creates more mouthfeel. Um, it has whiskey in it. <laughs> that's a good start. Um, no, it's really nice. It's uh, it's fruity. It's light, but yet it doesn't feel it doesn't feel um, at all simple. It's got complex flavors. It's got some fruit notes to it, but yet it's got a really sturdy whiskey backbone, which every time I order a cocktail, that's what I want. Um, old fashions in Manhattans are what I drink as cocktails if I'm not drinking beer or rosé. Um, 
Gina knows me. Gina knows me way too well. She knew that this was going to be a winner. Have I brought you a bagel though? That would have been like that. Oh, result, right? oh uh. yeah. From from <laughs> Buffalo and Bergen, I would have taken that. <laughs> I do have another question. I do yeah. have another question. Something I want to like touch on is that um, you guys were only available in kegs, and now you have your entire can lineup. So you're. And where can they find you? Where can we like go out? If you never had three stars. You don't know where to get it. Where are you getting it? Uh, you can get it at any respectable liquor store. Yeah. Um, also, you can get it at Whole Foods, Harris Teeter, Giant Safeway. But yeah, if you've got a local liquor store that you count on to find the liquor used in Gina's uh, beautiful cocktails, they probably carry three stars if they know what they're doing. If they don't, tell them. <laughs> tell them. Do them a favor and let do, them know. Yeah, do them a favor and let them know they're missing out on the moneymaker. So, I guess any events coming up that we should know about? Yeah, uh, this fall we celebrate five years. So there's going to be a huge party at the brewery. Uh, expect about 800 people to be there. Live music, all kinds of out-of-market uh, beers that you can't get. Cocktail people on hand. Uh, wink, um, wink. Wink, I wink. Saw that. Yeah, you did see that. It was perceived <laughs> wink. Um, yeah, we're going to have cocktail people on hand. Tons of beer that you can't get in this market. And it's going to be a bash. We uh, we throw the best parties in town, so it's going to be awesome. True, true. Well, That's I true. think um, that w- the great idea would be for you to come back and tell us more when you've got it all ironed out and we can talk about and tease people and let them know what they're I just started writing it on out. the whiteboard, so I'll, I'll get with you when, uh, when it's more solidified. Absolutely. Just bring back some more beer. Oh, I definitely will. Thanks for having us. Well, that's our show for today. Be sure to tune in next week and make sure you visit us at designateddrinker.show for all the recipes and what's going on behind the scenes. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Dang. <laughs>